Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Film Carmine. I'm Eva and I've just watched this film for the third time. Jesus. And I've got to say, this watch was the best by far. I haven't really laughed that much at any of the jokes in the first two watches, but this time really got me. In total, I made a note of every time I laughed, and in total I laughed 22. That's a two. God, my writing's awful. 22 times. Which is honestly really impressive. My opinion of this film has like improved drastically between watch one and watch three. Watch two, I said several times that I didn't enjoy the watch and the film has a lot of heart, if not being a good film itself, but this time I really did enjoy it. At least, mm, there's a big sort of glut in the middle between about the end of the party and kind of the scene when we see it's sort of the the point in the film where the four kidnappings take place for me that was really the weakest part of this film that's when i didn't laugh once in that period i didn't really enjoy it i don't know why that's the weakest part of this film by far but it mm, yeah you might have noticed I don't have a guest this time. I, I've been promising, hyping it up, that I was going to have someone on with me today. But unfortunately, his internet's broken, so he said hopefully it'll be fixed by next Wednesday. And I've also been trying to arrange other guests. Most of them are probably going to be towards the back half of this podcast, which kind of makes me emotional to talk about. The idea that my time with this film is limited. I only have 21 viewings of Hoobie Halloween to go. In a way, that's sad to me. I'm sure it won't be in 21 viewings time. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like this film at this point. Is that bad? Oh, it's it's definitely no Grown Ups 2 or Pixels or Paul, well, even Paul... Actually, hmm, Paul Blart Cop 1, we'll say. It's not like that level of bad. It's got such a degree of care and love and heart that's gone into this film compared to any of those others that honestly I'm not surprised that once you come in wanting to like it you will like it well maybe you won't who knows I I I think maybe I was too cynical on the first watch or maybe it just takes three watches to really appreciate the comic mastery going on here I guess the comic mastery in like two thirds of the film, because boy, yeah, there is like a glut of just non-entertainment. So let's go through the notes that I've taken, because I'm still taking notes. I've also decided I think tomorrow, the first weekend day of the long Halloween, I might come up with the drinking game. So my first note that I took was the question of how long has Richie Hartman, how can I not remember his name yet? Richie Hartman, that's his name. How long has he been locked up? Because Officer Steve says that he's been locked up since Carter was president, which if I do a quick Google, Jimmy Carter was president from 1977 to 1981. So that means that this kid, presumably he was a kid at the time, because Hoobie mentions on several occasions that Richie Hartman was a childhood friend of his. So he's been in this mental institute since at least 1981. And if we just check how old Adam Sandler is, we'll assume they're all the same ages. Adam Sandler is currently 
he was born in 1966, he's 54 currently, so in 1981 he would have been, god, I'm 15? So Richie Hartman was locked up at the latest when he was 15? That almost seems dark. Boy, this poor child. That was kind of sad. Hey ho, I guess we'll move on from that. <laughs> oh no. My next note I've just written is why does Hubie hate himself? Which I think is because of the fact that he, like, clearly can't cope with spooky stuff. But he does decorate his house in such a way that it's really spooky. And also a lot of it seems to get destroyed every year. So he must spend money every single year on sort of refilling his collection of Halloween decorations. But why does he do it? Especially inside his house and outside his window when those seem to scare him. And it's obviously not the first time because his mum reacts sort of almost fed up when he does that. So yeah, I don't understand why he does this to himself. Uh, One other note I want to get onto before I sort of cover my highs and lows of this watch is the whole Judaism thing. Like, they say that, oh, Halloween is Hubie's favourite holiday because... Easter and Christmas. He didn't have Easter, Christmas, or Ash Wednesday? Which I... Uh, Ash Wednesday isn't a holiday, as far as I'm aware. But then they, they did celebrate Halloween, when I'm pretty sure, if I have a loot at uh, the Wikipedia page for Halloween, I am pretty sure, yeah, it's a Christian feast day. I mean, it technically has pagan, like, roots in Irish and Scottish celebration. Wait, Halloween isn't even permitted by... J- like, Jewish religious law, because it violates Leviticus 18.3, apparently? But, okay, this is apparently a debate. So many American Jews do apparently celebrate Halloween. Oh, I, I think I've stumbled into something here. According to Rabbi, Reform Rabbi, I think Reform Judaism, I do not know enough about this stuff, but I'm guessing they're kind of the liberal progressive branch please don't quote me on this, has said there is no religious reason why contemporary Jews should not celebrate Halloween. But then an Orthodox rabbi has argued that it's against... He's argued that Jews shouldn't. And apparently there is a separate holiday called Purim, which commemorates... Boy, oh boy, this is just becoming a deep dive into religions and cultures I have very little understanding of. And Purim... So Purim is... Sort of has the similar dressing up in costumes apparently, and it happens in March, so I guess it's not the same, but it does have, like, a masquerade aspect to it, apparently. So, yeah, it kind of, I guess it is okay for Hubie to, if he's a, oh, this is a wormhole, not a wormhole, a a hole I shouldn't have dug myself. Hey-ho, I guess this, I don't, I might, we might get back into this later, but hey-ho. Um, so let's let's go through each of the 22 laughs I got from this film, just so we can see how messed up my head is at this point, perhaps. So we started, and it was pretty sort of dry for the first 15 minutes, until after Hubie, that yearbook scene, in which Hubie's accent is particularly upsetting. I think the yearbook scene is one of the worst moments for me, with Hubie's accent. The way that he says, Krebapush, is so just wrong to me that I really didn't enjoy him talking like 
in that. So yeah, laugh one was the pissing outside his house. I don't know why the pissing really got to me this time, but it did. I enjoyed the pissing. Then almost immediately after, in the a scene that I haven't really talked about before, just before the news report, there's a very brief scene in Violet's house where she's getting giving the kids their breakfast. And she, she like says, Oh kids, no candy until later, but you can put some on your cereal. And then one of the children, I think it's probably Jimmy. Not Jimmy. His name isn't Jimmy. How am I keep doing this? Probably Tommy. That's his name. Tommy, I think, then says, oh yeah, which was very entertaining to me. It made me laugh quite a bit. That was laugh number two. Another fun thing to note is that Cookie and Danielle are Adam Sandler's daughters. Like, I've known his wife appears in most of his films and also a lot of Kevin James's films. Like, in this one, she's the news reporter um, who's out in the field, Tracy something. We see her twice. So that's where... Is she called Tracy Sandler? Jackie Sandler, that's her name. That's where we see Jackie Sandler in this one. But, yeah, his... Daniel and Cookie are his children. Then I actually kind of enjoyed the first scene with Farmer Dan in it this time. Like, I know he is kind of this gross caricature of a black person, but I enjoyed sort of the the brief intro before like the this div- the scene devolves into him arguing with his wife. Until the end of that scene, in which the line We can't eat peanut tonight just broke me then like the next scene the, the museum scene the just the way that Hubie's face looks after the the woman the the nun which woman after she serves his words such as in the bin the look on his face is magical then we cut forward a bit i did note at the graveyard scene apparently walter lambert's father and th- i'm referring to the real historical walter lambert not the fake werewolf Walter Lambert. His father was called Fuzzy Wuzzy, which, I don't know, supports my theory in a way that he is actually a werewolf. But then he doesn't say that he got his werewolf powers from his father. In his monologue later, he says that his brother-in-law bit him. So, hmm, that's a curious thing. But later in the scene, I did get two good laughs. Um, So when Hubie Grave... Oh, when Hubie's pushed into the grave... That was enjoyable to me this time. And then, like, almost immediately after when he spooks the uh, Undertaker, that's the word, and the Undertaker falls on top of him, he says, my soup. And that was very funny to me. Next scene, the school. Is the school next scene? There were two more laughs. First, when the kids just, he makes his joke about, I am not a ghost, but I played one on TV. And the, the kids just don't react. And we get some really good crowd shots of the kids just sitting there in silence. That was good to me. Then, <laughs> when the kids like start like yelling at him, booing him for the first time, when he says that you need to avoid danger on Halloween, the like head teacher principal, that's the American word for it, says, let him speak, he's human being, goddammit. And that, that just, I mean, I, it's a good line every time, but like it hasn't got to me until this watch. Then, sort of, we see, in the scene where we see Violet with her kids making their costume, Cookie and Tommy are both clearly robots, but what on earth is Danielle meant to be? 
the shape of her costume doesn't really correlate to anything. And we don't see her, we don't see them out trick-or-treating, so we don't know what he's meant to be. Hubert Schubert Dubois also made me laugh today, which, I mean, isn't that surprising? It's always been just utterly absurd. A lot of Violet's desperation towards Hubie made me a bit uncomfortable this time. The way, particularly, like, the kissing scene as it was last time just made me feel so viscerally sick. But also, the way in which she calls him, like, a stud feels so just forced and wrong. You can tell that she wasn't written by women, that's for sure. The the woman who's uh, from the museum who comes back and says, I'm not asexual, but that made me hella horny. Her line didn't make me laugh this time, but her face is quite entertaining. Oh yeah, then nothing, We he goes, uh, meets Lester Hennessy for the first time. And after that, he goes over to Walter's house. And like him falling into the basement was quite funny to me. Almost immediately after, the, the shot of Mr. Lambert crouching in the corner, that was also very funny to me. And that was about the last laugh for a while for me. So I the only notes I made like between then and my next laugh were questioning how bloodthirsty are these like teens? They immediately just flick from, oh, we're having a party to let's kill this man. It's absurd. But hey-ho, this entire film is absurd, so I don't know if it warrants questioning. The mixed soups were upsetting as always. And also, I, I, mm, I, do we do we want to get into American Kit Kat wrap, like, packaging this time? Because that, that made me sort of confused, but I think we'll leave that. Also, I think we'll leave questioning the strength of Mrs. Dubois. That will be a line of thought for another day. Because boy, am I running out of things to say and we're only on watch free. So we then skip forward a bit um, to Walter talking, like Walter Lambert running past the house. That was very funny to me. Just the way that he talks to Mrs. Dubois, like his accent in that scene is quite funny. At, at the haunted house, um, as Hubie runs in, he steals the silver bullet from someone and the way that guy just says yo dog that's my bullet was quite funny to me as well i've got my subtitles in swedish so i don't know if that's exactly what he said but that's what it sounded like to me when they're all standing around and the uh officer steve calls the station the line from richie hartman saying i did some fun pissing stuff that was the laugh then the owl as hoobie's running away to the radio station which is another scene, the, the radio station itself is another scene that makes me uncomfortable. I think I'm going to dig into this later because, hmm, yeah, it needs unpacking, the shack. Steve getting roasted during the sort of pier scene, that's still funny to me. And then there's just this face that Mrs. Dubois does, like this, this, this whole final sequence has a lot of good laughs in it. So like the face Mrs. Dubois does when she, like the camera pans up from all the evidence that she's the killer that's really good it's like so innocent but like evil at the same time then no no probably going to hell hooby that also got me as as always that's that's been a good consistent line throughout this damn him and his hope that was another one that got me also the sound so like when when they're all going around um like, sort of confessing why they've been mean to Hubie. The sound that Mr. Lambert makes when he goes, like, oh, 
that 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 was funny. And then finally, my final laugh was was the way that when Hubie and Violet are kissing in the one year later section and offers of Sergeant Steve, I guess he technically goes, oh, you never kissed me like that. And she goes, I know that that was my final laugh of this one. And boy, it's been 20 minutes. Time flies when you're talking about Hubie Halloween, doesn't it? So I guess we'll end this episode. So yeah, I've, I enjoyed this watch a great deal. Kind of. I was dreading it when I started because I woke up at like two in the afternoon today. So I really lost a lot of the day and thinking, boy, my day can't start until five or so because I have to record, watch and edit was kind of an upsetting thought. But we're done now and I'm kind of looking forward to watch number four. So yeah, please like share this podcast, uh, com- not comment, rate it on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. Yeah, follow me on whatever you're listening on. Follow me on my socials. They'll be linked in the description. And that's the call to actions done, which are apparently a good way to grow your podcast, according to a thing that I read. So, yeah. Oh, no. I still don't have an intro. Which which line from the film should I quote today? Anyway, I've been Aoife. This has been The Long Halloween. <laughs> I'm probably going to hell. I'll see you next time.